What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Go to our Friday edition of our big program. We're taping, we're rocking, we're rolling. I don't know what that even means. I don't even know what this means. I don't even know what it means to play us out. David Horowitz is going to be our guest. We are going to call him here right now. And... We're going to get David Horowitz in You are trying to reach does not accept calls from numbers with caller ID uh, blocked. Of course Please he doesn't. Please unblock your number by dialing star 82 and try your call again. Of course he doesn't accept numbers from blocked numbers. Of course. Maybe. Maybe. See what happens here. Let's see if we can get David Horowitz on the line. It's just technology is not our friend today. It's Mercury retrograde. That's what they call it. I don't know. This is David. Hey, David. How are you? It's James Lowe. Your name, with I- and your number. Oh. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay, we'll leave Please a message for him. Message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. David, it's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. My number is 620-402-0878. Thank you, sir. Okay, so we're going to call IQ hours. We're going to call Dan Perkins. And we're going to get him in here. And then we're going to get... IQ hours only in here. It's Mercury retrograde time, folks. And uh, we'll get Dan Perkins in here. Listen to all that. Okay, well, we are going to try David Horowitz on his traditional telephone. And we are going to see if we can get David Horowitz on the traditional telephone. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Seven two zero three two eight three three two three is not available. At okay. the phone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Okay. Well, apparently not anywhere to be found. So we're gonna join the call. You can join the call with Manicam. I don't want to join the call with Manicam. I don't want to join the call with Manicam. There's Perkins. Yes, we, uh, I've been trying to get our guest on. I can't seem to shake any trees to get him, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with what we've got. And I believe. IQ is waiting for you to call him in. Okay, well that's what I just placed. I'm uh, waiting on him to pick up. There's okay. IQ. How are you, sir? We uh, we don't have David Horowitz because I've been trying like crazy to get him on both of his phones, and he's nowhere to be found. So I guess what we'll do is we'll just fly solo today with you guys. Um, yeah. Dan, let's let's talk about uh, first of all one one of the big stories of today is the possibility. Roger Stone says that Donald Trump may not run for re-election. What do you think about this? 
Well, I've heard that I didn't hear that story today because I was in a car for six hours driving. But yes. um, I have heard several people say that um, because he accomplished so much in uh, in his first two years, uh, and that he doesn't think that that there's not much is going to happen uh, um, not much is going to happen with the agenda in the second two years um, that he may choose not to run now I I, I find that hard to believe Um, the wall hasn't been built there's other things that he still wants to do. And um, for him to not run again would um, put in a position, put him in a position uh, of, of being defeated. And I, I just don't see Trump thinking of himself as being a loser. He may run and not win. But I, I think that a lot of this crap has to do with how the Democrats are already spinning the midterm when they're not really telling the truth. Um, and, the, and, it, and the media is obviously, as they have in the past, been cooperating in that situation. Now, I look at it from the standpoint and say, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, what's the rationale? What's the source? Do you have a sense of what the source is, Jim? Because I, I, as I said, I've been in a car all day. Oh, uh, let me let me pull this up here. Uh, here on the Drudge Report, uh, the headline is uh, Roger Stone says that Trump may not run for re-election. This is uh, from Spectator USA. Um, Roger Stone. Uh, says that he's innocent, he wouldn't take a plea deal even if Mueller offered it to him, and uh, it it goes into this, it's a big article about Roger Stone, and at some point he mentions uh, during this article uh, that apparently the president is not going to run for re-election, he believes that Trump likes the uh, adultation part of being president, but not the actual governing, and he doesn't like the fact that half the people in the country ate his guts. He's hypersensitive to criticism. He could easily see him saying, well, I made America great. I'm heading to the golf course. Good luck. (laughs) Stone says his opinion does not come from being in in possession of inside information. In this case, it's a judgment. He says he comes from knowing Trump for 40 years. Well, I haven't had anybody else. I mean, uh, Roger Stone is also... uh, um, Roger Stone has been under enormous pressure from Robert Mueller yes. to t- turn on the president. And, yeah. and I I don't know one way or the other. Um, I don't know whether he's... He says he's not cut a deal. Uh, Corsi said yesterday that he refused the deal because he, goes, he was not going to tell lies. Um, and he was quite critical of the, of his treatment and the pressure that the prosecutors were putting on him uh, to testify against Trump or give testimony that would support uh, something to deal with Trump. Um, yes. So it, it really is um, a situation that uh, I don't put much stock in it. Um, uh, I, I think that what we're seeing is the post-election puffery of the Democratic Party. And I use puffery because the practical reality, Jim, yes. is that when the Democrats had control of the Senate with Harry Reid, the House under the control of the Republican Party sent over 300 bills to the Senate and they never left Harry Reid's desk. They were never assigned to committee. They never saw the light of day. Yeah. The idea that the Democrats are talking about things are going to change 
I don't I don't think that things are going to happen because we're going to have 53 to 54 senators on the Republican side and uh, we got rid of a lot of the uh, never Trumpers in the Senate and replaced them with people that are supportive Mr. Trump and so I I see that the Senate being a roadblock in addition the my, the majority is so slim in the house um, in order to oh, if the if it, if the Senate were to pass legislation uh, from the from the democratic controlled house that the president didn't like the president could veto it in order for the congress to override the veto takes two-thirds of the House and Senate to override the veto. Well, I'm not sure that two-thirds of the House and the Senate would vo- would vote to override a veto, which means that the Democratic agenda, in fact, I'm working on a piece right now, Jim, on this very issue. The Democratic agenda is going to go nowhere because yes. passing, passing it in the House doesn't mean squat, as the Republicans saw when the Democrats and Harry Reid had control of the Senate. Number one. Number two. Well, There's discussion. Discussion. I, I, I hate to cut you off, Dan, but I just heard from David Horowitz. <laughs> let me let me get him in here. I'm going to hang up with everybody. I'm going to call him, and then I will uh, call you back. So just hold on, my friend. I'll be right back with you. We're going to uh, do this. We are going to call David Horowitz on the telephone here, and uh, we will get him in here on his backup number. And he'll pick up, and then we'll get Dan in, and then we'll go from there. It'll be interesting. And, uh, hopefully we can... Hello! There we are. Okay, let me uh, grab our two co-hosts here, Dan Perkins and Al Rizzoli, and we will... Do it to it here. We have got uh, David Horowitz with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. Uh, I I love David Horowitz. He's a big deal on radio and television across the country and around the world. And I believe we've got IQ and Dan. Um, David, you yes, wrote you wrote an article fairly recently. Um, the Freedom Center releases a report on the top ten university leaders who are supporters of terror. Campuses include Columbia, UCLA, Tufts, Kent State, George Mason. Tell us a little bit about this this study and this report that came out fairly recently. Well, it's one of the big scandals and most troubling ones that nobody's reporting, and that is. Uh, there's a terrorist network on our college campuses. Um, It's a propaganda network. Yes. Uh, They're not going to send bombs. But every, you know, terrorism is is violence in the service of a political agenda. So every terrorist organization has to have a political arm. For example, the Irish Republican Army, its political arm was Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin was an actual political party, and they didn't set the bombs, but they coordinated all, all their political uh, agitation and uh, was to advance the agendas of, of the IRA. Well, the same thing here. Hamas is a terrorist organization. It's sworn to destroy, obliterate is the word they use, yeah. the state of Israel and kill its Jews or push them into the sea. Um, and it's, you know, it conducts these rocket attacks on schoolyards and civilian areas. And then it has a, a large network on American campuses supporting its uh, terrorist acts and yeah. pretending that they're somehow the victims. Hamas is the victim of, of Israeli occupation, which is a big genocidal lie. Israel was built on land that belonged to the Turks, who were not Arabs, for 400 years uh, prior. They lost it in the First World War. It's the same uh, land that Lebanon was created on, Syria, Iraq, Jordan. American Indians have a greater claim on the United States. We occupy their land. There's a much greater claim than the Arabs have, but the Arabs are you know, pathological liars that will, for their cause, they pretend that 
there's some uh, country and nationality called Palestine and Palestinian. These are total lies. But anyway, these organizations that were created by a Hamas operative named Hatem Batsian, they're called yeah. Students for Justice in Palestine. The whole left follows after them. They're on every major campus in America. They just had a, a national conference at UCLA. They're supported by the heads of these universities, the chancellors, the administrators, who will denounce people like me for protesting this and exposing it as a racist and Islamophobe. Um, and the universities, and Hamas provides them with 100000 a year. Yes. Um, and the universities provide them with other thousands. So it's a, it's a great national scandal, except nobody's talking about it. Dan, that's uh, why we put out the report. Dan Perkins, do you have any questions for uh, our, our our great guest here, David Horowitz? Mr. Horowitz, thank you for spending time out of your busy schedule with us today. Um, I I am totally supportive of what you uh, what you're suggesting. However, I would be remiss if I if I'm a reporter to ask you the question: Is it possible to reverse the trend? And if so, how? Which trend? This campus, yes. our universities are lost. They're run by what I call neo-communists. They're actually just communists. Um, I mean, it's, they're all coming out of the closet now, but they purged conservatives from university faculties. These universities are one-party states. Of course, I'm not talking about the STEM subjects, science subjects, but the whole liberal, all the liberal arts program is just an indoctrination in the brain-dead Marxism. Um, it's just terrible. You can't even um, visit a campus if you're a conservative without having your appearance turned into a circus so that nobody takes you, you know, except for other conservatives, takes you seriously. So I don't think there's any remedy for our universities because I don't think Republicans have the spine to do anything about it. They control the purse strings in about 30 states where they control the legislatures. But they can't even, I mean, they, don't, they won't even say to these university presidents, you want another dime out of us to build your career and the university. We want to see uh, your required readings for all undergraduate courses have a parody in conservative books and leftist books. Then we can't get one uh, Republican legislature to do that. Or how about parody and invited speakers? Or how about cutting off funds? Uh, you know, if, if I was just at Dartmouth and the university administrators, the head of security and safety, was encouraging demonstrators inside my my talk. They don't even respect, you know, a surface educational values. Like if, if you're paying seven, of course, a lot of these protesting kids are affirmative action kids and don't pay anything, but a, a regular person at uh, Dartmouth will pay 75000 a year, um, but then they have their events obstructed. Uh, they, the Dartmouth paid Linda Sarsour, a raving anti-American, Jew-hating, uh, terrorist-supporting uh, Haradan, uh, $10,000 she got from the university. I had to raise my own funds to get there. So our uh, universities are gone. Our schools are gone. They're, they're indoctrinating kids into K-12 and the kindergartens and gender fluidity and other lunatic absurdities that the left is putting out these days. It's child abuse. But you can't so, find Republicans doing anything about it. So if that's the case, where do we move to? What country should we be looking at? There is no country. This is the last best hope of mankind. And you're saying... To, you know, we have to There's fight. no hope. Well, I don't know that there's no hope for the country, but it's a slim one. They control their entire culture, the left. But they're hypocrites, they're liars, and they're racist. Their identity politics, which is the politics of the Democratic Party, um, judges you by your first by your skin color, uh, then, uh, and your, then your ethnicity, your gender, uh, your sexual orientation. That, and it's just racism. Why? Here we have this invasion on the southern border. People who are throwing rocks 
uh, and America is what they said. They are border patrols. We don't want them in this country. They don't have any respect for it. They hate us. It's so obvious. Yet the Democrats are all uh, reaping a, you know, complaining about the tear gas when Obama used tear gas at the border 80 times. I mean, it's they're liars and they're racists. If you're white, male, and Christian, you're guilty before the fact. And if you're female or black uh, and, and gay, you're innocent no matter what the facts show. Christine Blasey Ford lied. First of all, her agenda, by her own account, was from the shadows to destroy an extraordinary human being, Justice Kavanaugh, and his family without ever coming forward and confronting him and being cross-examined. That was her agenda. She's a despicable person. And not a single Republican had the cojones to lay a finger on her and point out how she lied. She said after the Democrats outed her, because they're cynical bastards, um, she said she couldn't come to Washington to testify because she was afraid of flying. And then it's revealed that she flew all over the South Pacific to go water skiing. And then she claimed that she was so traumatized by this non-existent event 37 years ago um, that she had two, two front doors. She had an extra front door built. And then it was revealed she did that because she to create an apartment so that she, to, to rent a rental apartment. And then, and then one Republican said, you lied about such big things and bold-faced lies. Why should we believe you about anything? Our country is in dire straits at this point. And it's because uh, people on the right allow themselves to, to be intimidated by, by these Democrat racists and liars. Now, IQ, our result. You know, Hillary's whole campaign yes. is about it. There's a war against women. That's laughable. Who's conducting a war against women in this country? Everybody gets out of their way. You say boo to a woman and she's calling it sexual harassment and you lose your job. I mean, come on. And it was all about the gender wage gap, which is non-existent. How could there be a gender wage gap when a male Congress, as long ago as 1963, passed the Equal Pay for Equal Work Act? You can't tell me there aren't left-wing jurist courts. You couldn't sue in court if you were actually being paid less for the same work and same skills. And in, in any case, it's obviously absurd. Because if it were true, then employers would fire all their male employees, hire women, and increase their profits 22%. It's so ludicrous. And that one Republican that I saw got outraged at this. The only Republican outrage I've seen was Lindsey Graham's brilliant performance uh, attacking the Democrats. You notice he didn't attack uh, the bitch who was trying to destroy this man and his family. Evil person. And she's being rewarded every day. A million dollars a year. She's just got about 600000 in her crowdfunding, seven book deals. Oh, yeah. We've this got is a uh, terrible state our, our country is in. We've got David Horowitz with us today. He joins us live. And uh, IQL Rizzoli, listening to uh, to David Horowitz. Do you have any questions for, for, for our great guest, David Horowitz? IQ, can you hear us, my friend? If not, I'll go back to Dan. Dan, go ahead and jump well, in there, my friend. Uh, do, you, do you have any more questions gotta, for David? I want to mention I have a book on Amazon. Yes, yes. Let's talk about the book. You can pre-order it. You can pre-order it. It'll be published uh, in February. And the book is called Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And it explains how America, of course, America was founded by Protestant Christians and could only have been... Um, Christopher Hitchens called it, uh, you know, a secular republic, which is true, but it could not have been founded by atheists, because the rights that we have, which are unalienable, are unalienable because, according to the Protestants who founded this country, they come from our Creator. 
You can't, Christopher could not have created this country. Um, the fundamental American values of pluralism and equality all come from the Protestant Reformation. The, the essential doctrine of the priesthood of all believers. And every human being faces their creator without the intervention of a government or, a, or the Catholic Church, as it happened um, during the Reformation. Um, so that's why the slaves are free. Not every black person in this country owes their freedom to these Protestant Christians. And my book is about how the left, using the Supreme Court, which is the most dangerous branch of our government, eliminated prayer in the schools, eliminated religion in the public, public square, and then invented this idiotic right to privacy, which is not in the Constitution, in order to make the, uh, the right to kill a, um unborn child a constitutional right. And that's what's divided this country. It's what elected Donald Trump. They hope it can elect him again. But anyway, it's all in my book, Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And it would be helpful to me if people would go up and pre-order the book. Now, Dan, yeah. uh, IQ, we've got you. Go ahead. I know you've got some questions for David. Well, I agree with everything he said regarding how despicable the American education system is. We discussed this many, many times on your show. We said it was run by the leftists and have destroyed America. But I want Mr. Horowitz to concentrate on Hamas is not the enemy only of Israel. Don't always bring Israel. Hamas is a Muslim entity. As a Muslim entity, like Linda Sarsour, she is the enemy of every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. Well, of course, they're totalitarians. No, they I want to control your. They, they want to control your life. Correct. They're misogynists. Correct. Yeah, they're not just Jew haters. I agree with that. Yeah, but nobody is saying to Linda Sarsour directly, as a Muslima, that means a female Muslim who loves Sharia, then you are automatically the enemy of the American Constitution and the enemy of every American who's not a Muslim. It's that well, yeah, I mean, that's because we have an anti-American left called the Democratic Party and all the other organizations that align with it that want to destroy this country. And so they protect our enemies. Then, you know, when, when George Bush was confronting Saddam Hussein, a monster, uh, <coughs> the left went out and called Bush Hitler. And they went out to block our efforts to overthrow him. And they didn't, they didn't do it because they were against nation building. They did it because he was an enemy of the United States. But MSNBC, I mean, it features these nation uh, communists like Chris Hayes. The Nation magazine has supported every enemy America's had since 1945. And the only reason the nation supported America before 1945 and after 1941 was because Hitler attacked Russia, the motherland. Correct. These are communists. And, you know, they have a new brain there. Their, their creed now is a cultural Marxism. It's that people are oppressed in America on the basis of, uh, you know, race and gender. Nobody's oppressed in America. If people were oppressed, they would leave. Nobody's leaving America. They were throwing rocks at the border guards to try to get in here. Well, the answer is those who are throwing rocks here, they should have been shot dead. Why are they not shot dead? Any other country, any other country, and I say it 100% correct, would have shot them dead. Russia yeah, but in this, in this country, if you did that, it will backfire. You have to, uh, wait, 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 wait. The, Why should it backfire? With all the, this? the enemy, the enemy of America controls our, dominates our no. media, controls well, all our schools. Um, you know, you got to deal with that. Correct. So from you can't just. I, I mean, I think shooting them would be justice, but um, can't do it. Why? No, no. The word can't. I don't understand the word can't. There is no such thing as can't. C a n t with an apostrophe. It doesn't exist. Only by defeatism. This is a border. 
This is the American border. Anybody who trespasses the American border is like anybody coming into my home uninvited. I will kill him. It's not negotiable. So don't tell me that the whole American people will go up uh, haywire because they shot somebody who's illegal. I'm sorry. I don't accept it. Really? What happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the midterms? The Democrats got 9 million more votes than Republicans supporting these enemies of America that are trying to invade our country. There's a big political problem in our country. And the, the main the essence of the problem is that Republicans are pussies and will not fight. So, if I might, Jim, um, uh, in uh, ask Mr. Horowitz a question. Yes, jump uh, in there. We had, uh, Mr. Horowitz, we had before you came on the show, we were talking about the uh, the article today that says um, um, the, uh, the president is uh, probably not going to run for re-election. Uh, that was Roger Stone, I think. Was that right, Yes, Jim? yes, yes. Ro- Roger Stone Roger said that in American S- Spectator, I believe, earlier today. It's on the uh, front. We got it off I the front of the Drudge it. Report. I, I don't believe I don't believe that at all. I happen to agree with you, sir. I I, I don't believe he's done, and I don't see him as a quitter. Um, But I I have to tell you, I'm greatly disturbed by your concern that the colleges and universities are lost. Uh, They're lost. Yeah, when I went to Dortmund, how many, I asked the kids, how many conservative professors can you name at this school? And they said one or two. And the reason they said one or two is one of them was a libertarian. And the professor, they said, who teaches Cold War history, the one course in Cold War history, is a pro-Soviet Marxist. So America is the enemy in that version of the Cold War if you're a Dartmouth student paying 75000 a year. Well, um, I, guess, so I guess the thing the that... Criminals, so, uh, it's... Kathy Boudin, a convicted murderer, is running a social work program at Columbia, and everybody on her faculty is a convicted felon. That's, this is the this is the world we live in, unfortunately. But what can Mr. Trump do? I, I conducted can... a campaign for an academic bill of rights that would have insisted that there be two sides fairly presented to all controversial issues, and every issue in that liberal arts education is controversial. I got little to no support from the Republican Party. I gave up after seven years. So let me, let me, if I might, Jim, ask a couple more quick questions. I know we're running close on time here. Yes. Do you, first, um, do you believe it's possible, sir, that we are this, this division that we have within our country? Do you think we are on the verge of another civil war? You're in a civil war. You can't have a civil war like the one in 1861. Because the federal government's too powerful. So the war takes a political form of control of the executive. And if we lose Trump, we're we're lost. I don't see another Trump around. Republicans have to learn to fight. I I mean, you know, we have a chance here. But it requires ordinary people getting into the political battle and start, instead of saying, you know, pack some both your houses, get involved uh, and fight. Fight in your schools. Fight everywhere. So the second question, uh, uh, Mr. Horowitz, is do you think that the country, because of the division and because of the anger on both sides, is in fact ready for an Article 5 convention? Yeah, I've supported the Convention of the States. You know, it's tricky. And the only reason I support it is the left is opposed to it. Otherwise, I would worry that the left would get control of it. But I've been assured that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I... I, You know, there's no fix. You have to fight the political war. When I see the first Republican confront a Democrat like Nancy Pelosi and say, you are a racist, you guys control all the inner cities in America of any size. Everything that's wrong with them 
you are responsible for your races. When I see the first Republican say that, I'll say we got a chance to win. It's political. Conservatives don't like politics. So they always want to fix a Supreme Court decision or whatever. Constitutional amendment. That's not going to do it. You have to win the battle of ideas. But, and you can't but, do it if you pussyfoot around these racist Democrats. But if There's they have not to- one Democratic senator. There's not one Democrat anywhere. I mean, except for maybe Alan Dershowitz who defended the right of the accused uh, to be judged innocent until proven guilty. Uh, the, the, the Democratic Party is a party that believes in guilt by accusation. How is that different from the Soviet Communist Party? It isn't any different. I know, but who's saying it, what I just said? <laughs> That's the problem. Our guys are polite. They, they beat around the bush. They don't want to embarrass their enemies. I don't know why that is. I've, I've never been, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a late, I'm not, not that late anymore, but a convert to conservatism. So I was raised as a leftist. I believe in you confront your enemy and you punch him in the mouth. Yeah, uh, but I think what happened uh, is that, that for the last 40 years, the, the Democrats, regardless of whether or not they were in power or not, controlled the power, and they gave new congressmen, senators, and presidents. They controlled it because the Republicans were scared of them. Right. They were scared of being called racist. Right. They're scared of being called sexist. You know, and the only way to neutralize that is that you attack them before they attack you. They are a racist party, and they're also a sexist party. Yeah, I have I have written many times about the uh, the the failure of the Democratic Party in the well, going all the way back to the war on poverty with Lyndon Johnson and uh, the, the 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 fortune that this company this country has spent more than we've ever spent on any all the wars we have and all the money we are in debt is still not as great as the money we've spent on the war on poverty and and it didn't produce anything and of course not you can't but, give people money. Uh, and punish them if they earn it themselves, which is what, I mean, it's a diabolical. It's the worst thing that's been done to black and people since, since slavery, the welfare system. And it's a, it's a 100% Democrat fingerprints all over it. It's just terrible. But, you know, you don't get Republicans talking tough. That's the problem. But did you, did you get a... Did you get a sense in uh, in some of the House committees who were looking into what was happening in the FBI and the Justice Department and Hillary when they were confronted by Democrats in the hearings that many of them stood up and 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 shouted them down? Uh, I felt that there were a number of Republicans on those various committees who stood up and challenged and didn't decide to take well, the intimidation. Well, that's fine, but very few people watch those committee hearings. And it's got to happen in the in the campaigns. It's got to happen. You just watch it on television. You know, there's you have a nightly debate that quite a few people watch. Um, even on Fox, you just don't get the toughness that that's required here. Nobody's calling Democratic Party a racist party. That gives that's the ball game. Right there. <laughs> Let them pretend that they're champions of black people. And you have the, you know, all these blacks voting for them. What is it? 97% of black women in Georgia voted for Stacey Abrams. It's racism. Why isn't anybody saying it? Because they're scared. They're scared of being blown up figuratively. Or, 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 literally, or, or literally being blown up. Well, I don't know. So far, we haven't had, you know, we've got this anti-fascist, but, you know. do you think that the, Do you think that the violence that Nobody the, calls, there's another, you know, Obama. The, America's mortal enemy is Iran. They killed thousands of Americans. 
They're Nazis is what they are. They've called for the death of America and the death of, of course, of Israel. Um, and Obama built his whole foreign policy around taking them out of isolation, lifting the sanctions from them, giving them hundreds of billions of dollars to use for, t for more terrorism, and a path to nuclear weapons. Name me the Republican who called him a traitor. He betrayed every American who gave their lives in Iraq. But they just turned it over to Iran and the terrorists. That's Obama. He's an American traitor. I have not heard those words come out of one Republican mouth. Well, Donald Trump, when he pulled out of the treaty, maybe he didn't call him a traitor, but he certainly didn't agree yeah, with what well, he did. He's the, play, yeah, he, the president can't be the designated hitter. I mean, we, we've lived in this, you know, Alice in Wonderland setting now for well, like I said, they called Bush Hitler for taking down a monster and trying to obstruct him. The Democratic Party supported the war, sent our young people to die, and then because Howard Dean was winning the Democratic primary, turned against the war. They're traitors. But, they, you, you know, they, uh, there's got to be somebody who says it. It can't be the... You can't leave that to Trump as president of the United States. I mean, he's got to be somebody else. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I, I, have, I have such admiration for Trump's willingness. Mr. Horowitz, with all respect, you're a very, yeah. very angry man. And I agree with you 100%. By the way, just for your information, on every talk show I had with Dan Perkins and James, I called Obama the Muslim traitor-in-chief in the White House every single time. And well, that's good, but you know, you and I don't have a big enough microphone platform. It, it needs to come. If one Republican had said that when he pulled out of Iraq, you know, he, he stood by while 500,000 Yazidis and Christians, well, you know all this, were massacred. Nobody's held him to account for it. Because he's black. We seem to be a country without courage. Well, I don't know if it's the country. It's, for some reason, it's conservatives in the Republican Party. But it, but it, but I, I don't see, I don't see a quote liberal or moderate part of the Republican Party ever gaining traction uh, from the Democratic side. So it would it, the it would it would fracture the already the the party that barely spin, uh, gets victories, uh, especially with Donald Trump. Uh, I, I I I think that maybe I'm more hopeful than you are, sir. But I really believe that for the first time in a long time, if not forever, Democrats are putting themselves in a position to run as socialists. And they've made some astronomical promises to the American people, the electorate who put them in office. But the political process, I believe, is not going to allow them to get anything they want to get done. So the question is, if the Democrats, in all their posturing about all the things they're going to do with, with free college and free medical care and free this and free that, can't deliver, will the American people reject them? Well, I think it depends on how Republicans wage the campaign against them. Well, I if, don't if, think, you know, the... the Look, the weapons in our political weapons, the ones that are nuclear, are accusations of racism and sexism. That's just the reality. So if Republicans are not willing to use those weapons against the Democrats, and the Democrats think nothing of using them against any Republican, Republicans are going to lose. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not about budgets. It's not about, okay, 
Cortez is an idiot, and she's and she and Sanders are proposing things that would bankrupt the country. That's not going to do it. That's not going to defeat them. But if if the American people, if they if if the Democrats cannot deliver under their socialist agenda because of the political process, are you saying that Democrats will in influence Republicans to vote for their their socialist agenda in the Congress? No. No, and I, they might lose the election. But we have a war on our hands, and the Democratic Party has to be crushed in order for this country to have uh, the prospect of a decent future. Right, as Rush Limbaugh would say, the, the Democrats have to be totally defeated. And they haven't been, and that's very disturbing to me. But is, is Mr. Trump an anomaly, or did the American people rise up and say, we want something different? I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh, I'm not sure the question. Trump is well, pretty much an anomaly. Uh, an anomaly. If, 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 did the, the American people... Do you, see, do you see any candidates? Suppose Trump were to um, die. Who can replace him? Um, I, 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 I can't answer that question for you, but my, my, my question well, the, is... The, the, the fact that tells that's the answer. There is no one. If you can't answer it, there is no one. There isn't anybody that I know of at the moment. I, I, I don't know that I can agree with you. There is no one. Um, people, what I was saying to you was that, that Donald Trump was, quote, a joke that he ever got the Republican nomination. And when he won the presidency, by winning the presidency under the rules of the Constitution, the Democrats decided that he did it unfairly, although they've yet to prove any of that. But what I, my point is, without the people voting in the states that gave the election to Donald Trump, Donald Trump would not be president. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had more popular votes only because of her plurality in California and New York. And outside of that, she did not have the plurality of, of popular vote. But my point is that the American people spoke when they decided that they wanted Donald Trump to be president of the United States, which was, in my opinion, a rejection of what Hillary Clinton was and what she stood for and for the Democratic Party to lead the Not country. big enough. You're right. Everything you said is right, but it wasn't big enough. They have to be crushed. Well, see, but I they're think... Crushed, they're crushed. There are intelligent people, actually, in the Democratic Party who would come out of the woodwork. But, look, I mean, you know, it's probable that Nancy Pelosi is going to be the speaker again. Yeah, it's uh, possible that... Uh, anyway, but, I, 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 gotta, I have another show, so we got to wrap this. Not a, not a okay. problem, David. Before we let you go, uh, plug the book one more time, websites, all these things. How do we get a hold of you? Frontpagemagazine.com is my website. And I would like to encourage everybody once more to pre-order my book, Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America, which is up on Amazon now. Although you have to wait a couple of months to get the actual book. Yes. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. For having Definitely. Me. Appreciate it. Uh, as we wrap up here, IQ, Dan, um, how do we get a hold of you guys online uh, so we can uh, we can take advantage of what you guys have out there? Well, I think you're stuff done. I think, Jim, we have a little announcement for you today. Okay, yes. If your listeners will go to Clash Daily, you will see a joint commentary by one IQ Arizoli and one Dan Perkins. Holy smokes. On why Muslims will not assimilate into American culture. Okay, well, uh, this is uh, 
pretty big news. You guys uh, working on a uh, working on an article together. That's awesome. Yep. So I'm 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 excited, and and the fact that that a website, believe me, there were a number who said no. Yeah. Uh, because it was too controversial. Clash Daily, which I've been writing for for several years, stepped up the plate and decided they wanted to run it. So um, we're excited about the fact that our our message is at least out there with one of the one of the bigger websites in the nation and uh, and a uh, website that's not afraid to publish whatever. Uh, my website from from my is danperkins.guru. The foundation is songs and stories for soldiers.us. And um, we're looking forward to uh, finishing the year with strong with uh, more MP3 players and more hospitals and veterans organizations served. So we're gonna we're gonna have a great year. I will have to say uh, that is an amazing thing that you do for veterans, my friend, and that's a uh, that that is a heck of a heck of a deal. IQ, um, what did you think of David I said, Horowitz I said, today? I sent I sent both of you the link to the chapter. Awesome. The- awesome. Uh, before we let before we let you go, IQ, uh, what did you think of David Horowitz today? He is on our team. The guy <laughs> <Yes>. is really, <laughs> yeah, he is. But I'll tell you what, he's very pessimistic. I don't blame him. Honestly, I don't blame him. He's right. Nobody in the whole of the Demo- Re- Republican Party has the backbone to stand up and tell the other side you're fascists, and they are fascists. They are Nazis. After all, they follow the agenda of Islam. They yes. follow the agenda of the brown shirts of the Nazi party. They are Nazis, but nobody's saying it. Well, it is a uh, definite uh, great program today. I appreciate both of you guys, and thanks for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Jim. See you next week. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. There goes IQ Al Rizzoli and Dan Perkins, and that wraps it up here on our big program, uh, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder. Check out... JiggyJaguar.com. We've got more coming up after the break.